Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Secret Stories from the Underground. Today, our guest is Dylan Tumay Wilhoot. God, what a name. What a name. I, uh, I'll be surprised if I didn't fuck that up. Thank you, Dylan, for your time. We appreciate it. If you don't remember that name, then maybe you remember a little show called Full House, Fuller House. Dylan's also a Foley actor. Uh, he does sound... Uh, a lot of the stuff that you appreciate in the movies. You might not know it, but Dylan's making your movie experience that much better all the time with the work that he's doing. He's done video games so much. We can't wait to talk to Dylan here, uh, Dean and I, as we sit down for another episode of Secret Stories from the Underground. Just a reminder, Season 2 of the podcast is coming up at the beginning of July. I believe the first week of July, Season 2 will be here. Uh, like, follow, uh, make sure you follow us so you know who we're sitting down and podcasting with. We have so many great guests very talented people coming up on the podcast. Uh, we are so, so excited for what we're doing here. Uh, we look forward to it. And we look forward to season two of Secret Stories from the Underground. All right, that's enough of my shit. Let's get to my buddy Dylan. Dylan? Are you there, buddy? Hello, hello. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, how's it going, man? I'm good. All right. Welcome to the podcast, buddy. Hey, just so you know, I have a co-host. His name is Dean. He is currently outside on the phone. Unfortunately, our family is crazy. Um, so he's dealing with that right now. He'll be with us in a minute. But uh, I'm so happy that you're, you're with us. Is your family crazy by chance? Because ours is just nuts. <laughs> I think everybody's family is crazy. So, that, that's, so yeah. That's crazy. It makes me feel better to know I'm not in the boat all alone there. <laughs> yeah, especially when it comes to family, I'd say. So the Whitmans are uh, having some we're, craziness go on right now. We're a feisty bunch, brother. Let me tell you, I think my mom and my stepdad might be might be knife fighting. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> Dean is with us now. So, uh, How you doing? How's it going, Dean? I'm good. Yeah, you know how it's going. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't hold back here, brother. Feel free to just be yourself, and uh, you know we'll uh, we'll chit chat, man. Let's talk a little bit about what you've been up to here recently. What do you uh, What do you got going on? Oh, uh, recently, I'm I'm doing a lot of stuff right now. Actually, I was just thinking about eliminating some stuff so I can get ahead on a few things. You know, pick and choose, but. Right now, I'm uh, writing a book. It's actually uh, it's a fiction novel. It's based off of this world that my twin brother and I created when we were little kids. And so I've been going through that. We have tons of content on Google Drives and pictures and cultures and all sorts of stuff. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one awesome. of the things. <laughs> um, I'm also a Foley artist. I've been a Foley artist for about eight years now. So I record media from, or uh, record sound from media. And that's been a crazy ride. Have my dad yeah, as a mentor for that. You have, uh, you've done a lot of cool work with that. You've done like Games of Thrones. Uh, you've done video games. I've seen that you did the Spider-Man video game, right? And Halo. Yeah, Halo, Awakening of the Nightmare, I did all the uh, cutscenes for that. 
and uh, Valorant was a recent one I just did. What what's some of the process behind doing that? Um, it's pretty awesome. It's it's a crazy specific craft. Um, obviously, it's called art, so I am known as an artist, but it's with sonic quality, so something you can't see. Um, there's usually about two or three guys in the studio. Uh, we usually have three. Uh, there's one mixer who's controlling all the microphones and volume and levels, and then there's a Foley artist in the room or two Foley artists. Basically, you have a room filled with junk, just like a bunch of shit. But anything you can imagine, bikes, armor, guns, like, so we kind of take it out and that's our colors for our easel, basically. So we use like all these textures to color and paint sound with. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's cool. We're uh, big into video games. What's like your favorite game that you've worked on? Oh, that I've worked on? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to say in terms of actual video games, the Spider-Man one was pretty good. Man, I, I have a lot of video games that I love that I haven't worked on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't really played a whole lot of Halo Wars 2 or or Valorant. I have dabbled in it. Um, maybe League of Legends, that's so a pretty good game. I've done uh, a couple of heroes in that game and some like champion release videos and stuff. But I'm really enjoying uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition right now. Just came out recently. That's cool. What system do you play on? I play on PC mainly. I have a PS4 as well but uh yeah how about you guys what do you guys play on ps4 guys yeah we're ps uh, we're, we're long-term uh, playstation guys over here so i never yeah, could switch to a different controller so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like what is this foreign object to my hands right yeah. now <laughs> kind of nerds that get pissed off about stuff like that so. <laughs> <laughs> i totally understand that yeah, I'm like a PC master race guy, man. Like, I grew up with PlayStation, obviously, so I still have one. But, man, the more stuff, I guess PC is pretty close to uh, PlayStation. It's all, like, Android. It's uh, same kind of, like, programming deal, you know? You can, like, take your PlayStation controller and plug it into your PC and use it. It's all kind of compatible. So you said that your dad uh, was an influencer uh, or mentor. It, it, do you guys work together a lot then? Yeah, we work together uh, on basically every single project. There's been a few lower budget stuff that I've done myself. But uh, yeah, he's uh, mentored me. It's It's been a pretty cool journey because I kind of grew up without him really in the picture. Like I did see him and he would come for we'd have dinner every Tuesday, you know, stuff like that. But basically my parents were split up. So um, when I came back to, I would, had finished my education at SAE Institute, Sound and Audio Engineering at Hollywood. And uh, so that's kind of my background for getting in the door with what he did, but his partner passed away um, right after graduating that. So he kind of asked me, what my thoughts were and coming into the stage. And I didn't really have any intentions of doing it at first. 
so I came in and uh, yeah, we kind of rekindled our relationship as well as him, you know, teaching me this craft that can only really be passed down. And there's not really a school for it or anything. So yeah, it was really that, cool. That is really cool, man. That's cool that you guys get to work together and, you know, have that relationship. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been really cool. I'm really grateful that for that. Me, that gives me hope that one day my dad will come back. <laughs> <laughs> Without a knife fight? Yeah, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> oh, he comes back. My mom's definitely stabbing that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Are you patching up his wounds while you rekindle that relationship? So, man, you've been an actor uh, pretty much your whole life. How the hell uh, did this all start for you, you know? Uh, my mom. My mom, uh, she would take my brother and I around on walks in our strollers and Apparently, people would come up to her, like, zip line to her <laughs> out of their way and be like, your kids are so cute. Are they on TV? And she's just like, maybe I should uh, <laughs> put them on TV. <laughs> so she started taking us to some uh, auditions and stuff. Um, I know that my brother and I were in a commercial or something when we were extremely little, but I don't really remember that. And then, uh, yeah, she brought us to the Full House auditions. Remember we got callbacks and there were a bunch of twins there. I was walking around just like, wow. <laughs> I thought I was like the only twin around. <laughs> so it was really weird. And uh, went in there and apparently I kissed John Stamos on the cheek. I like crawled up on his lap and kissed him. And that was like a done deal. I like deal. to be so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, that was like the sealed deal right there. So was it like uh, one of the producers? What was that? Del, you there, bud? Hey, yeah. Lost you for a second. Uh, oh, sorry, man. Yeah, no, I was saying, uh, did a producer like pick you out or did Stamos kind of go to bat for you and like, oh, this is a kid here? I'm pretty sure Stamos went to bat for me. Yeah. He was like, these That's kids awesome. are cool. Um, he liked the way we dressed too. We were like wearing Converse and like all coolly dressed, I guess, yeah. <laughs> for the time. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I grew up on the show. So uh, yeah, talking to you today is like really cool because a small part of my childhood's like freaking out. You know? <laughs> I was a huge fan of the show. I've got to talk That's to awesome. like Bob Saget. Bob's such a wonderful guy. I was on the podcast. Uh, he's, oh, he's he a is awesome. Man. Yeah. Like memories when you were young, like, do you really have a lot of memories of being on the show because you were so young? Or Yeah, I have really vivid flashes of it. There's a lot of like particular moments that really stand out to me. Um, most of it, I couldn't really explain what was going on, but... <laughs> But uh, I, I remember a lot of parties, like being at a lot of parties and going places in limos, which is something that probably 99% of little kids don't get to do. So that pretty yeah. much sticks in my head. Um, going yeah. to Disneyland and stuff and just getting to cut the lines because of who I was was pretty crazy. I, hadn't, I did not understand any of that shit. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, Nicky and Alex, come over here. Like, okay, well. I guess I'm that I'm that guy. 
<laughs> like, like growing up, did people call you that? Did you get called that more than your real name? Yeah, people would. Uh, <laughs> I could tell every time too, but people would try to get it out of me. Like, hey, you look really familiar. Uh, have I seen you on something? And I'd like play with them. Be like, oh no, you know, maybe you've met my brother. I'm a twin. <laughs> I could just see them <laughs> like, like, damn, it's not working. Um, but yeah, people would call me Nikki and Alex or call us Nikki and Alex when we were walking around, got spotted in the grocery store sometimes. See, I got a question. Why did Nikki's name always come first? I noticed that in every episode, it's pretty much always Nikki and Alex. They never switch it around. Is that just like a writer's uh, thing that they got stuck with? Or? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like just, uh, my brother and I, people always say Blake and Dylan. It's not Dylan and Blake. It's just always <laughs> oh. Blake and Dylan. So, and is, he that, was is that a twin thing then? I think so. Yeah, there's like one of them just sounds better. I I don't know what it is. Because yeah, uh, like it's, it's always like Mary Kate and Ashley. You know, they're like Cody. yeah, Zach yeah. and Cody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's like yeah, one name that kind of hits. It's like Zach has the K, Kate, Mary Kate has the K, Blake has the K. I think something about the K, Nikki. K's go first. Phonetic there, yeah. <laughs> that might have been the most intellectual thing we've done it talks about here. <laughs> yeah, we're like linguistics majors here. Our <laughs> listeners are going to blow their fucking minds, man. <laughs> So, uh, can you now? Do you ever go back and watch any of them old episodes that you were on? And... Yeah, actually, I tend to go back and watch episodes when people bring particular things up that I don't really remember. Like uh, <laughs> one day, somebody told me that their favorite episode was the one with the donkey, and I, I was like, "What? Those a fucking donkey?" <laughs> I had to go watch that episode. It's like, oh my god, how did I not re remember a donkey in my face? <laughs> Seems like something I'd remember. But, uh, yeah, See, so I still nerd out so much over the show. I remember that. <laughs> I, I made my kids go back and rewatch it because I got little kids now. So we definitely did like a full house, uh, you know, binge watch here for a while. Oh, that's awesome. It's a good I show for kids. Growing up, man, I was jealous of your beds in that show. Oh, I always... Man. I bothered my oh, parents yeah. so bad for them race car beds. Those beds were awesome. We got to take them home. Um, oh, really? Now I'm even yeah. more jealous, dude. Please tell me you still have <laughs> I grew, it. I grew out of it pretty quick, man. <laughs> no, I don't have it anymore. <laughs> it's such a bummer, dude. Oh, I love those things. If you had that, I would so be uh, buying it from you and sleeping in it sometime this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> have an auction for my bed. <laughs> Oh, I would I would nerd out over that, man. <laughs> yeah, my brother and I so, really uh, liked the uh, the big bed that was our parents' bed in the other room. We were always trying to get on that thing. It's so big and comfy. You know, actually, speaking with that, like, what was that like as a little kid pretending somebody else is your parents? It was really interesting, actually. And uh, my dad and John Stamos had very similar hair at the time. And uh, so my dad has always had long, dark brown hair. So I actually started to blur the lines between my dad's 
for a little bit there. I was like, well, I don't know. Like, they're both my dads, so they're pretty similar. <laughs> if I just say dad, they'll both turn around and I could crawl on both of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lori was a little different. Like, she had a completely different energy than my mom, so I was able to keep that pretty separate as a little kid. But, yeah, it was it was interesting. Like, not to call anybody out, you know, because the show and I love everybody involved in it but at that age were there people that maybe due to ego or whatever just didn't want anything to do with you guys like had a totally different relationship with you off screen versus on um yeah I think that all the younger girls didn't really I think Stephanie or Jody made a lot of effort but uh my brother and I were pretty spoiled at the time to be honest <laughs> I feel bad about one time where uh, Jody actually got Blake and I like this. It was like an RC car set. It was fucking cool, but we just got one that morning. I think it was our birthday or something. So when we got to the studio that day and opened it, I just immediately said, I already have this and went on to the, <laughs> the next thing. <laughs> I just remember Jody being really upset about it because she got it for us. <laughs> Some, just so weird. But uh, yeah, and everybody else, I uh, didn't really get to talk to uh, Candice very often or Andrea. Um, but the Olsen sisters, I think, hung out with us pretty often. They kind of treat us like little dolls. They're like, look at our cute little dolls. <laughs> Check them out. You, know, you actually got to work with my one of mine and one of Danny's very first celebrity crushes i i'm a little bit older so i like Lori. i seen rad so i was hooked there uh oh, yeah. Danny was, uh similar age with uh with the, the olsa tw and he uh, he called the show originally michelle he didn't call it <laughs> <Hold on>. yeah. <laughs> go watch michelle's house I told Bob that when I talked to him, and he's like, yeah, a lot of people called it Michelle. So. <laughs> it's the Michelle show. Yeah. Yeah, Lori, uh, Lori was, was an awesome person. I look back now, and I'm, I feel jealous of myself. I'm like, man, she was, uh, she was pretty hot. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting on her lap. Oh, dude, uh, when the show Fuller House came back, uh, and, uh, you know, not to – not to point out the obvious, but I was like, man, that girl really grew up, you know? <laughs> she, uh... Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody did. <laughs> it, was weird. it was weird coming back to Fuller House, man. It was it was pretty trippy meeting everybody. So how did that come up to begin with? The, was that started through Netflix then? Or was, I mean, I know that it, it aired on Netflix and that, but. Um, um, yeah, I'm was not that started sure. through Netflix? Or did somebody else work that out? I think it was between um, John and Mofat. I think they just tried to get it together and they pitched it to Netflix. I'm not sure if they pitched it to anybody else. Okay. But yeah, it kind of it kind of came out of nowhere. Just uh, my old agent messaged me and said that they're trying to get in contact. Yeah, it was out of nowhere. It's cool that they brought you guys back for sure, and that they've done what they did with the cast there, but is there a reason why you guys didn't get more episodes? Like, I do wonder that um, we were called to come on to a few episodes that 
just seemed to fall through. Like we were going to be in the wedding and yeah, just didn't get anything back. Like they reached out for it and let them know that we're all good. But uh, there was no confirmation on any of it. I think they're just moving really fast and I don't know. I would, I would love to hear a definite answer about that. Cause I know fans hit me up all the time and say like, Hey, you never met your little sister and you never did this. Yeah. And why weren't you there? I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I would be there if they asked. Cause I wasn't there. Cause Hollywood is fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that does suck though. Cause those are things that, you know, your, your longtime fans, they really look forward to Like when you have those shows that come like that after so long, and that, you know, you really want as many of the, the original characters that you can get and that you want to see where they are now. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, there's definitely so, yeah, not that, enough time for our characters to really solidify into any of that. Have they ever pitched, uh, you know, when the talk of Fuller House came back, was there ever a pitch of maybe giving you and Blake your own show with your own story from that? Um, people did bring it up, but there's never a pitch about it. But yeah, that's interesting that you <laughs> mentioned that because people did bring it up while I was there. Like, oh, I'd, I'd, show watch own show. I'd, I'd watch it. So, yeah, I mean, that'd be fun. I'd, I would love to do that. I think you'd have to convince my brother. It was like more adult oriented. <laughs> you know, if we could get like Nikki and Alex going out to like strip clubs and stuff, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Put a little edge to the character. Like bring in the uh, bring in the audience. We don't need new audiences. Yeah, we'll change it to Cinemax. How about that? We'll get it going on there. Get <laughs> on Cinemax. Do an animated um, version. We can get on Adult Swim. There you that'd go. Be, hey, I'd watch the hell out of that, man. For sure, that that'd be funny. <laughs> Yeah, then give me something to do later. late at night when I'm taking bong rips. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so you live in California, right? Yeah, I'm in Cali. What part you live in? Northern, southern? Um, I am in the valley. I'm on the west nice. side of SFV. Yeah. Nice. So you're in the part that everybody really likes to be in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was born and raised in this area. I kind of uh, inject myself into LA when I want to see shows and stuff. But it's nice out here. It's hot and dry, but <laughs> it's nice. So, like living there, man. Did you like grow up around a bunch of famous people then? Um. Yeah, and like sons and daughters of people who have made big companies and. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because when you grow up here, it's so natural and normal that it's not even a thing, you know. And then people come in and be like, oh, you know this person, you know that person. Like, yeah, I grew up with them and I know this person's <laughs> dad. <laughs> Went over to their house and played video games or whatever. So was it kind of weird when you'd see people like fawning over certain other people? you knew that were celebrities or famous and that and you're just like all right that's just this dude i know <laughs> yeah and like a lot of crowds will be like don't go there bro like you're gonna make people uncomfortable kind of a thing it's like everybody yeah. just enjoy each other's company and like if you really like somebody or you look up to them just go over to them and shoot the shit with them talk to them you know but uh yeah that's really the biggest compliment you can give anybody who 
is well known as just treat them like a normal person and be genuinely interested in them as a person as opposed to things that they've done. See, I, I try to do that. We play in a band and, you know, I, I do comedy and stuff. We get to meet cool people, talk to cool people. Obviously, you're here today. So, uh, you know, we get yeah. to do this, but I still nerd out because like we grew up in a small town with like one uh, stoplight, you know, like way far out of the Hollywood <laughs> mindset. Yeah. yeah. So when I meet people, I, I nerd the fuck out, dude. I really do. You know, I just. I feel you, man. I, uh, for a long time, I'd tell people I had never had, um, what, what's, what's the word for it? Starstruck. I yeah. never felt starstruck before, but uh, I went to this HBO party for uh, Game of Thrones, and it was like an after party, and I saw uh, Peter Dinklage there. He just walked by me, and oh, man, I don't <laughs> like, my stomach churned, like, my heart exploded. I was like, oh, oh. If he said anything <laughs> to me, I probably would have been like, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's the first time I ever felt starstruck, actually. So I totally understand. Sorry, Peter didn't mean to throw yeah, up on you. Uncontrollable I feeling, Peter. man. <laughs> I had a love to hear, heard Peter walking away. I think he's got Tourette's. Like, you know. <laughs> that guy's weird. Don't talk to him. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome, man. So do you get? Do you still get invited to a lot of that stuff? Uh, the big Hollywood parties and stuff because you're still, you know, doing so much. You're, you got to be partying it up quite a bit. You're a young guy. Um, not lately, you know, COVID destroyed all that shit. But, yeah. uh, oh, dude, what are, you, are you trying to soon. tell me there was a pandemic or something? <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you a lesson here. Right. <laughs> 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 oh, those, uh, those parties are pretty awesome. I think my favorite is the Emmys. If I ever get invited to the Emmys, um, that's like the highlight of my year, basically. I just love that whole entire vibe and everybody's super dressed and fancy, get to meet a lot of really cool creative people. So Yeah, we got, we had Bruce Blanche on the show and he, he was talking to us about the Emmys. Sounds like a fun time for sure. Yeah, super fun. So like uh, more parties would be nice. More parties would always be nice. <laughs> are, are things getting a little bit back to normal out there right now? Yeah, um, you can eat inside now. Um, you know, yoga studios are opening back up, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's getting back to normal. I'd say. I yeah, think things will be completely normal by next year. Yeah, especially yeah. this winter. I'd, I don't know what it was about California, but this winter was extra chilly. So like anytime you wanted to go eat somewhere, there was outside seating, and it was just kind of miserable. Well, there's uh, nothing worse than eating outside in L.A. because you have to fight off the home. You know, <laughs> they're like, they're like taking shit off your plate. <laughs> mine, mine. Oh. Yeah, no, you know, everybody bitches about the homeless people in L.A. I think it's entertainment, man. <laughs> I, I walked around there and just giggled the entire time. Some of the shit that people say, let them go. Let them, let them wander the streets. I'm fine with it. <laughs> you can make a lot of friends just wandering the street. Most homeless people are pretty ready to talk. 
Um, yeah, no, we uh, we were walking down uh, the the Hollywood Walk of Fame there. We seen two guys smoking meth on uh, the stars. It was like, wow, this is definitely Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that happens. <laughs> so I, I had seen that too. Now, is this correct? I had seen a lot that you're a bit of a musician yourself. Yes, um, okay, mainly so, a singer. Okay, what what kind of music do you like? Uh. I love all music, but I'll try and narrow it down since that's a boring answer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess specifically, I really like um, ballad type of stuff, mainly for like emotional singing content, um, okay. which also bleeds into like classical choral music. But I also really like like EDM. I love dance music, um, like my party years. Super hardcore party years. I was doing raves and stuff all the time. So that's oh, yes. a pretty yeah, huge part of Yeah, we used to like life. ecstasy too, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> some fun Have stuff. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, definitely EDM. And then, um, I don't know, like a, a theoretical or ethereal, I think is this kind of new subgenre coming out. I know like Grimes does some ethereal stuff. It's kind of like EDM, but with airy vibes on top, I guess. Just to kind of play in the background or while I'm driving. But uh, I'm also that's writing music right now, too. So anything that out. you're going to be putting out for the public? Yes. Uh, hopefully by the end of the year, I'll have this single out. So. Awesome, man. Uh, we'll You'll see. have to keep me in touch with that, and I'll promote it here uh, when you get it out. That would be awesome, man. I'll definitely hit you up. Send you a send you a copy of the song too. So now, do you now, as far as that, do you release a music under your name, or do you have an, uh, a a musician name or band or anything like that? that you um, it will be released under the name Casper Casey. That's going to be my band name basically okay um yeah so i've been kind okay. of building building that up in the background and i'm gonna release my book under that name uh all my future music and i'm also gonna start streaming next week i've been getting together like a streaming studio at uh my studio at work so i'll be able to stream video games and do some other cool little stuff. I like to do like astrology as well and you know shoot the shit, talk about philosophy, do some music that's stuff. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. So you like uh, to get into some of that deep shit there though, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I love the deep shit. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, man. Uh I like things that yeah, I like to talk about things that when I get stoned, I get scared inside myself. You know, like <laughs> What happens next when we die? Shit like that. I like to be paranoid, you know, walk around scared. <laughs> I'd be the perfect person to talk about shit while you're high then. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome, man. I, I can go on tangents. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd love to listen to that show, man. I'd just be sitting there smoking. Oh, God damn it. Dylan's giving me a panic attack right now. <laughs> getting too deep. It's getting too deep. <laughs> So your brother's a streamer also, right? Yeah, he streams every once in a while. That's um, 
Yeah, a while ago I mentioned being interested in it, and then he just kind of popped it up real quick. And uh, I think he just streams some uh, like games with his friends here and there. But it's he also works crazy. with streaming as well. It's crazy that that took off and become so popular. You know, the, who would have thought? Yeah. Because when we were little kids, we hated sitting there waiting for our turn watching somebody else play a video game. And yeah, now give me the controller, it's, bitch. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> now my kids, dude, they watch that shit more than they actually play their video games. You know, it's nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. You look at some of these, there's like thousands of people just watching a dude like eat popcorn <laughs> with oh, his game you know, open. Like, yeah. Oh, it definitely give heavy set guys who still live in their mom's basement a future. You know, <laughs> get one of them stay at home jobs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's uh, it's, but hey, it's it's for entertainment, I guess. For entertainment, the better we are as a society. Yeah, I wish I knew that uh, you get popular. I I would have showed that in my mom's face growing up when she's turning off my video games. Right? Well, hey, <laughs> I'm practicing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be yeah. famous. famous <laughs> you destroy my future. Turn it back on. Way to kill my hopes and dreams, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents must have always been pretty supportive, you guys, being that you're, they're kind of the reason why, you're famous, right? Into. Into what exactly? Just uh, media in you know, general? Acting, you know? well, yeah, like, you know, they, they must have always been pretty supportive of, like, you know, the, the schedule and everything, right? Yeah, my mom was really, uh, she enjoyed the whole thing. So she was actually our manager during it. So she was, like, getting paid to bring her, you know, show her sons to the world and be proud all the time and interact make sure we're safe and comfortable so yeah just uh <laughs> why didn't our mother ever do that for us i never felt safe or comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> i'm in my, my 30s my... i still don't feel safe or comfortable <laughs> <laughs> but uh my no, brother's man, actually I... the one who uh wanted to stop acting and she supported that she didn't want to like split herself in two though. So she stayed to the not acting side of it. I wanted to continue as a little kid. So in that way, I felt like it was unsupportive, but totally understand how a mom can't <laughs> be in two places at once. So with, uh, well, again, you know, with you starting out in entertainment at such a young age, what was the, I guess, you know, longest break that you had away from entertainment just in general? Uh, it had to be right after Full House um, and then just all through my public school years, which I didn't really stay completely away from entertainment because I went into choir in uh, elementary school and then I was in like a choir slash show choir in middle school and then I was in a like a nationally award-winning show choir in high school called Powerhouse. You're, yeah, so you're good. <laughs> yeah, we'd travel around singing and dancing, and yeah, I wasn't uh, I wasn't really 
into dancing at all coming out of middle school and part of my final in my choir there was to try out for this high school choir and i just figured you know i'll learn a song and do whatever they tell me to do so i can get a good grade in my class and then i'll just move on i'll do like volleyball or football or something in high school and uh i got into the top choir at the school which was like a huge deal so it's like you know what <laughs> i'm just gonna try this out i was kind of surprised of myself for getting in but yeah that that definitely changed my life taught me how to dance and really taught me a lot of discipline and teamwork and stuff just was crazy uh, one of the upsides about us being in a metal band is we didn't have to dance because nobody wants to see that i'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> You dance with your head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm too fat to dance. Damn it. Everybody's seen that Chris Farley Chippendale video, all right? That's what I look like. You do the jiggle. Yeah. That's my move. <laughs> Call this Jello. So you went to public schools then? Yeah, public schools all the way through. Went to uh, Dixie Canyon in uh, Studio City for elementary school. Went to so like, Jordan, David so Starr, Jordan for middle. Did a bunch of your friends and stuff like that, did they, they know that you were on the show then when you were younger? Yeah, the older I got, um, the longer it took people to realize who I was. But <laughs> yeah, in, uh, I'd say in middle school is the last time where I'd I was actually new to the school district in middle school, so that was kind of weird where my brother and I came in in sixth grade and all these kids had been growing up together in elementary school and they're all like, oh, these kids are, you know, the kids from Full House. And there's kind of a weird energy where people wouldn't really talk to me for a while <laughs> until I had started, they started to realize I was a normal kid. I started to make friends, but yeah, that was really weird. And, Did you ever... Uh, did anybody ever like bully you guys maybe like in a sideways ways people would try to talk shit or whatever but yeah. i'm a pretty much i mean i'm a straight shooting guy i'll just walk up and say like yo what the fuck is this why do you say that <laughs> so i i diffuse a lot of that stuff pretty pretty early on so here's a better question did it help with dating when you were in school um I'd say definitely. Yeah. Like I can't I can't say for like a direct amount cuz I don't know the difference of not being on it or not, but yeah, I had a girlfriend basically at all times like ever since preschool. So I'd say it probably helped a lot. Oh, Nikki and Alex were slinging poon, all right? They they, they they had it going. Uh yeah, maybe that's why you guys uh, didn't get that offshoot. They didn't want to, like, uh, you know, ruin people's images of that, you guys, when you were a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably weird for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> he's cussing. He, he's saying yeah. bad things. <laughs> yeah, it's actually so, like, something that I'm kind of barred from, like uh, – I know a lot of my audience is really looks up to me as being like an angel type of personality. I'm like, that is definitely not who I am <laughs> at all. Like, I don't even know so what to post. Some, people will cry. So when people uh, hear this, some people might be shocked. 
Yeah, probably. I don't know. <laughs> I have nothing to hide, but <laughs> like, oh my. Hello, hello. Dylan. Hey. Everybody? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Man. Lost you for a <laughs> sec. All good. But uh, yeah, yeah. Like Dean was saying, what's something that you could tell us that would really blow people's minds about you? Like, what, what's oh, a man. secret? Let us in on something. <laughs> Where are the bodies <laughs> located, Dylan? <laughs> <laughs> well, one, two, three East Avenue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't know. Something that would surprise people or what? Yeah, yeah. Just something that shock people, you know. Dude, I don't, I don't even know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could like, like I could the time to really think about it. <laughs> I, I mean, I could dig into like my party years and probably come up with some pretty specific stuff, but. Yeah, I don't know about sharing that stuff. <laughs> Not yet. But uh, yeah, I was I was pretty crazy for a while, you know, and driving driving around LA and partying it up. It was like 18, 19, 20, 21. So we're about ready to move to LA here in a few months, uh, and we have kids. What's the biggest thing that we should look out for as parents? <laughs> as parents. Yeah. Mind uh, you, I have daughters. Yeah, oh, you you're the one with the daughters. Okay. Well, yeah, you're gonna have... <laughs> okay, so you just build a mega security base and don't ever let them outside. Fair and enough. Then, uh... <laughs> and then uh, with the sons, I mean, I'd say just let them go wherever the fuck they want. Let them ride their bikes. Just let them let them do stuff. I feel like LA really teaches kids really quickly. So you may see some stuff or experience some things that are kind of unruly in other places, but it'll teach you people really fast. So you'll be able to judge people really quickly, which is a good skill. Yeah, uh, the the first time we were out there, my uh, we were driving around. My daughters are looking around. They're like, "Why are there all these billboards for weed stuff?" Like. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's legal here. California <laughs> is cool. <laughs> yeah, you can just uh, you can just order it now. It's pretty pretty nice. <laughs> just order it on your phone. They show up. Like, cool, thanks. Right? <laughs> it is crazy that you can have it delivered because that's something that I was arrested for. Yeah, back, back I, I spent a night in jail for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> I did. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, it'd be awesome to get It'd be weird to come here for you then, because you could just walk into a completely well-lit area with a bunch of windows and look through the glass and pick it out oh. like it's candy. Yeah, no, like, yeah, when I was there, I was still kind of paranoid. Like, you know, so, this is a trick. Somebody's going to fucking arrest me still. This is <laughs> crap. This is <laughs> the second the cashier takes the cash, you just fall through a yeah, slot. Yeah. <laughs> Swat comes right through the windows, and I'm about done. Chris Hansen walks <laughs> through the back. Take a seat. Take a seat. <laughs> Spotlight on you. Oh, yeah. No, man, it's cool, though. California is cool. It's definitely like the trend-setting state, you know, that everybody should 
you know. Oh yeah. Work their laws around. We live in Nebraska currently, and uh, it sucks just as much as you probably think it does. So. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you envision in your head when you think of Nebraska, you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> just reduce it by one or two points. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we're the home of Aunt Becky, okay? That's where she was from in the show, Nebraska. <laughs> That's your only claim. That's your only claim. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, that's, are they, that's an exciting move, though. That's, that's are, an awesome are move, they, guys. Are they still doing Fuller House, or is that get shit-canned after what recently happened? Um, I think that's done, yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer, I think man. They're, I think they're already planning to end it on that season anyways. Oh. So, yeah, I think it was it ended all right. So, it, now, as far as in, into the acting world, I guess, how much do you think, like, stuff like the Netflix things where you have entire seasons released at once instead of, you know, shooting maybe six, eight episodes um, at, like you would for, like, network TV? And that, um, you know, I, has that kind of change the way that um that that strategized out and how um you know cast have to you have to get more done in a shorter amount of time um you know uh yes on the post-production side yeah okay so so being a part of both parts of that um the actors and actresses get the same amount of time to shoot material because basically the production company's paying for a location or paying for a studio anyways. So that hasn't really changed. Um, so production I'd say has the same amount of money and time, but uh, to satisfy these quick turnarounds and the crazy amount of content that's being pumped out of media right now on the post-production side, there's been a lot of budget cuts and a lot of time has been taken out of people's schedules. So for like a Foley artist, what I do, a lot of movies used to be like 12 plus days on it to complete it. Now most movies are about five days to complete. Wow. So less than half the amount of time to complete yeah. it. So we, we have all this crazy software and we have these teams of people who are able to really communicate well and structure a session down so that we can do it in five days, but it's passable, you know, it's, and it's because everybody's watching stuff on their iPhone or whatever. So like the sound and the visual effect quality doesn't have to be crazy anymore. You can't really hear that the difference on your phone or your laptop or whatever. So yeah, yeah, they're getting away with it for now, but we'll see. See if people want to get some of that quality back in the near future. Which is crazy because TVs are now bigger than ever, but everybody watches on these little phones and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Everything used to be in the theater. So it's like, go home, go big or go home, you know? But now uh, you can hide a bunch of shit <laughs> when people are listening on the phone. Do you think with uh, all these streaming sites like Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, and all that, do you feel like TV's being watered down right now, or do you feel like it's better than ever? I feel like TV's better than ever right now. I think there's too much content. I think that's my main position on it. 
So like you can't even get people to really watch a show that you like. Like everybody's hesitant to get on board with the stuff because there's like 20 other things that they've been suggested. Oh yeah. It, honestly, that is the one that I'll agree with you. That's one thing that I, I don't like about it is that, you know, especially, you know, I'm a little bit older than you, but when, uh, you know, I was younger watching TV, everybody watched the same stuff pretty much, you know, yeah. or at least they, they knew what you were talking about. If you said like, hey, I, you know, I watch this, you should check it out and be like, oh, you know, now it's, well, what's that on? What, you know, what app carries that or what um, streaming service is that on? And, you know, half the time, somebody might not even know what you're talking about anymore. Yeah, it used to be that if you went to the grocery store during Seinfeld, nobody was there. Yeah, because exactly. Seinfeld's on. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a completely different world now. Just binge watch an entire show in two days, and now I, and I yeah. do love binge watching though. I got to tell you that that works fantastic for me. <laughs> oh yeah, I love it too. <laughs> I do not do well. With we were talking hands, about that so. weed delivery earlier. It goes hand yeah. in hand. <laughs> So what are some TV shows that you're into right now? What are you watching? Uh, right now, what am I watching right now? I don't know, buddy. Um, right <laughs> now, actually, <laughs> <laughs> my brain works better when I talk to it. <laughs> um, I don't know. Right now, I'm honestly just playing uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which is, you know, hundreds of hours of content. So I, I'm like on the third one of the trilogy right now. And uh, I've been actually reading or doing audiobooks a lot lately. So I'm not even really on some shows, but I've been listening to The Way of Kings. It's like a, I don't know, I think there's five books and then there's like a bunch of other books that are tied to it. So I'm trying to get into that. But it's pretty cool, pretty cool story. Right on. Um, yeah, we. Uh, yeah. I gotta do audio books because I can't read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, audio books are are way better, man. It's like the reading hurts my eyes, and I even got a Kindle because people said it was better, and I still just dropped that thing and <laughs> started listening. <laughs> yeah, the audio books are way easier to uh, to read while you're driving. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that's actually <laughs> the nicest part about it is being able to do it while you drive. It's like so, a, get through a lot of content without realizing it. Yeah. But, so being a Foley actor, is that a lot less reading for you than just like being an on-screen actor because you got to read scripts and shit? Yeah, it's more of a skill that you develop. Um, so if you think of like DDR, like one of the things we do is we re-record people's footsteps so each person kind of has their own character and weight distribution and speeds and shoes that they're wearing. So we'll kind of look at somebody and judge what they sound like based on their shoes and the way that they walk. And uh, yeah, you actually have to play the picture and then the Foley artist will walk each step that the actor or actress is taking uh, live to the picture so that you can get like a completely tailored sound that is for that moment specifically. So for like the, for people that don't know the way that this works, basically like say you got a woman walking down a hallway and like high heeled shoes, they're not going to keep the original shot of that sound of her walking. They're going to have somebody like you go back and re-record that. Exactly. And we'll like 
pick a shoe if she's like a complete bitch we'll get a shoe that kind of sounds like a complete bitch and we'll walk her in those <laughs> yeah <laughs> get big boots or whatever same thing with armor like people are walking with armor all that stuff is silenced on the set so that it doesn't interrupt the dialogue so you can get all the actors and actresses lines out without clinking in it so yeah add all that stuff rubber swords sound like metal <laughs> yeah i think that's like a whole world that people really don't know that you know people just go to the movies and they don't think about how how much this extra work comes into play you know yeah especially uh, for like surround a sound like anybody that really appreciates surround a sound like that's a cool job you know yeah like mixing in surround well, like uh, one of, one of the neat stories that I remember always hearing um, in regards to uh, using those kind of effects in that um, is in the movie Liar Liar, uh, Jim Carrey, the scene where he kicks his own ass. Um, apparently, <laughs> there's a Love scene where he where he just uh, cracks his head there, and they actually left that. Song. They said, "There's no way we can find a and mimic a better sound of your head hitting the floor." And I apparently got a concussion during it, and that, but uh, that, oh, that's really? pretty rare, though. Is where they'll actually leave an onset sound. Yeah, um, there are onset sounds that sound really good that we'll leave in there, and sometimes they'll even leave it, and then we'll top it with extra stuff. So it'd be like, oh, this his head sounded really good, so let's add a little like, <laughs> let's add some weight, or let's add a little crack to make it sound like his nose broke or something or <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we'll like embellish the real sound sometimes sometimes people's shoes sound really good you know yeah. and uh if they're not talking during their walk we can keep it even for foreign stuff but if they're talking while they're walking we'll go in and redo it anyways even if they're gonna play the original sounds but they'll play our sounds for the foreign, for like German, French, Spanish, all that, because they have to take the dialogue out. Okay, got you. Yeah. So have you worked much on foreign films so, or pretty much just America? Yeah, just, uh, just American films. I don't think I've done any. Oh, you know what? I did do a Japanese film called I Am Hero, and we had a translator, the sound director was in the studio with us came in from japan with a translator and yeah we got to talk about zombie sounds and eating people up and <laughs> guns and stuff <laughs> yeah that was, that was so, a crazy experience is there anything like i have noticed with like some of the effects in that like seeing you know just some of the behind the scenes stuff like that prior um you know i've seen people that they'll use like you know spaghetti to drop down for it makes that noise or something like is like doing something like is there something like kind of just weird that you've had it used before that just made the perfect noise that you needed or yeah um similar to spaghetti like a really commonly used foley tool is a chamois which is basically just like a piece of skin or leather from an animal and when it gets wet, it just sounds disgusting. But Foley artists will use that for like blood and all sorts of stuff, like guts falling out onto the floor. You can make crazy, disgusting sounds. Like use tons of chamois for 
all the Game of Thrones deaths, like Oberyn's eyes popping out, all that stuff. Um, cool. Yeah, and like another prop I used, which was kind of weird, is for uh, Jamie's golden hands. I actually used this tiny little square frying pan <laughs> for all of his hand sounds. So if you listen to that, it's like a tiny little square egg pan <laughs> that makes all of that. That's cool, man. Yeah, you definitely have done some really cool stuff, dude. I, I'm glad that you're staying busy. I hope uh, I hope you can continue to work here, and hopefully things will pick back up now that this pandemic that you were telling me about. Uh, <laughs> I don't know much about it. I, did, I just learned today. I'm but glad I, I could teach you something. Supposedly you said it was a thing. I didn't hear about it. Apparently it didn't happen in Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys really but have no, nothing over there. No, no, we got nothing. We didn't even not even that. a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not even COVID wanted to be here, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're skipping over the state. <laughs> yeah, it, it figured the people that lived here have been through enough. You know? <laughs> They're suffering. You know, right? <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, real quick before we let you go, do you have a social media that you want to promote or anything that you want to promote real quick before we get off here? Uh, yeah, sure. My social media is reality duality on Instagram. Uh, I'll be posting some stuff pretty soon when I start streaming again. Let's see when the last time I posted like a year ago, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll be, be more active very soon. That's cool. Right on, man. So yeah, uh, we'd love to have you back, dude. Uh, and, and, when you get, you know, your music out and everything else. Oh, for sure, talk, yeah. Talk more about that. Yeah, that'd be awesome, man. I had fun. You guys are super chill guys. Yeah, I, I, hope, to... I hope we weren't uh, too rough to deal with, man. We, we tried to be <laughs> No, you guys are fucking awesome. Yeah, we'll, no, I, uh, I apologize We'll have to do something cool mother. when you guys are in uh, California. You apologize for your mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I apologize for my crazy ass family, man. <laughs> so, we like to end that on every podcast. <laughs> Just sharpen her shank for her. She'll she won't use it on you. <laughs> but yeah, man, thank you so much yeah. for your time, dude. Well, I'll definitely hit you up when we get out to Cali, man. We'll uh, we'll tear it up. We'll uh, go. We'll go to a rave and do a uh, podcast in person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll take, we'll take a bunch of E and listen to bump bump music and, uh, you know, have a good time. <laughs> bump up. <laughs> but, all right, brother, enjoy the rest of your day, man. Stay safe. And uh, we hope to talk to you soon. Thank you for doing this. You too, guys. Have an awesome day. Awesome Thanks for having me. me. Yeah, man. No problem. Have a great one, Dylan. Yeah, peace. Uh, Take peace, care. Man.